Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free while lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. And welcome back to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast. Well, I'm putting together here over the next couple of weeks a little something-something together for you. There's been a little change recently, something called the new tax package. To be honest, I can't even remember the name of the bill, but I wanted to get this critical information out to you to, number one, empower you with knowledge. And so a quick disclaimer uh, expect to see over the next month uh, one-off episodes. I'm going to try and do about one a week. Normally, I'm about a month ahead, if not two months ahead, in terms of, of uh, these podcasts, which allow me to fo- do focused time on other things. So I'm going to try and squeeze these in so we can understand what's going on. Additionally, I'm going to be bringing on back some of our past guests to talk through their perspective on these changes and to look at different scenarios and what that may appear. So in this episode today, my friends, we are going to be just talking through the tax code. I want to make sure you understand what things have been and how they have changed. So we're going to talk about that. And then in the very next episode, which I am also going to record today, and I expect to come out a little bit after New Year's, will be a given scenario to help you understand the differences between then and now and how maybe this might impact your situation. So we're gonna go through several scenarios, which I feel is probably the best way uh, to do this. That way, hopefully you can relate to one of these situations, whether you're a resident, we'll go through a resident, whether you are a married physician with two incomes or a specialist or a single breadwinner primary care physician. So we're gonna go through each of those scenarios, talk through what they may look like with kids, without kids, so on and so forth to help give you the best understanding of this new changes and how this may be impacting you and some of the planning and thoughts towards that. Now, I have to, of course, say I am not a CPA. I am not a tax preparer. I am not an enrolled agent. So anything that you hear in this podcast, of course, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, Look at it as general education, not specific advice for your situation. And of course, to to see your particular tax person. Uh, But I always welcome dialogue and questions and thoughts and, and concerns that you may have, which I would be happy to do that with you and uh, make sure to seek out appropriate professionals for your given situation. All right, that sound fair to everybody? So let's talk about tax returns. Uh, the number one thing on your tax return that I want you to pay to, to pay attention to, and if you want to look through it with me as you are listening to this podcast, I think you'd find that to be really, really helpful. As a matter of fact, I have pulled in front of me my 2016 tax return. And there are two pages that I want you to look at. The 1040, there's um, two pages on the 1040, page one and page two. So let's talk through page one and how that may impact you. 
Uh, on page one, you have your uh, yourself listed. If you are married, your spouse is probably listed unless you're doing married filing separately. So single people, this doesn't apply to you, but there are some of us that do married filing separately versus married filing jointly. A lot of people doing the income-based repayment programs may be doing married filing separately. And uh, my wife and I do married filing jointly. Then you have your kids listed. Uh, so I have my two daughters listed on the tax return. Right below where the dependents are listed, which by the way, dependents can also be uh, parents if your parents are living with you, for example, and they're not filing their own tax return, you can declare them as a dependent, which can get you uh, some money, at least in this year it has been. Number seven, it says wages, salaries, tips. So this is where your W-2 comes into play. So for myself and my wife, in 2016, we paid ourselves W-2 wages of $50,000. So in our um, corporation, we have a subchapter S corporation, so we paid ourselves W-2 wages of 50 grand. We had uh, box 9A dividends. Some were qualified, some were not. We had capital gains and losses which is box 13. We had box 17, rental real estate, royalties, partnerships, S corporations. Uh, that pass-through income shows there. So for us, that was about $94,000 last year. That showed up on our tax return. And you add up all of those items in boxes seven through, through, 20, uh, through 21 onto line 22. So line 22 of the tax return tells you your total income. Now, a few caveats here. This is income that shows up, particularly W-2 wages, where you've already taken out uh, your retirement plan contributions. You've already taken out contributions into your HSA. So let's say that my W-2 wages were $70,000 and I put $10,000 into my retirement plan, that gives us a net W-2 wage of 60 grand. If I put more money into an HSA and put money into uh, 401k from my wife, that's other top line deductions that don't show up here. That is reflected on the W-2. Other things that don't show up uh, here might be um, if you ended up having a zero, uh, for example, so if you had no capital gains or losses, that might be a zero. Uh, if you've had a distribution from an IRA account, that would show up under line 15A. If you've had received alimony in the past, that shows up under line 11. If you've had a sole proprietorship and you have a business income or a loss, that shows up on line 12. So all of these things show up on this particular uh, part of the tax return. And then the next few lines from 23 through 37 are all other different kinds of deductions like moving expenses. Uh, you have educator expenses. You have, you have certain other kinds of retirement contributions on line 28. You have self-employed health insurance deduction on line 29. You have, if you paid a penalty or you've paid alimony, that's on lines 30 and 31A. Student loan interest deduction, line 33. Tuition and fees, line 34, and so on and so forth, which leads us to line 37, which is your adjusted gross 
income, your AGI, which also is an important number when you're looking at a number of different tax-related things regarding retirement plans. So that is the first page, my friends. And so I would suggest to you, know your line 37. What is your adjusted gross income, your AGI, line 37, your adjusted gross income. Now, the second page of the tax return starts out with your adjusted gross income, and that's on line 38, which is taken from the previous page. And then line 40 is where things really start to change for 2018, which we're going to talk about here in a moment. So there is an itemized deduction, and there is a standard deduction. And so in 2017, that was a total of $12,600 for someone filing um, married. So $12,600, or if you're single, it was $6,300. That is a standard deduction. And the itemized deductions is where a lot of us have been writing off all kinds of stuff. For example, if you pay state or local income taxes, people call them SALT taxes. So if you're paying income taxes to your state, more than likely you have been itemizing. A state like Washington state, you may not have been itemizing. Uh, there are certain things that show up on itemized deductions, for example, if you are someone that gives to your church or charitable organizations, then, uh, and you do give substantially, like let's say you gave $10,000, $15,000, $30,000 to charities, then you may have been itemizing in the past. Other things that we've been able to itemize in 2017 have been things like uh, your property taxes, for example is a very common one that most of us end up using. So if you have been living in a state that doesn't have any state income taxes, uh, there's a chance you may never have been itemizing and instead you've been using your standard deduction, particularly if you haven't been giving the charities or, or things like that. And so if you notice line 41, you subtract line 38 from 40. All right, so if you had $150,000 in line 38 and you had took the standard deduction of about $12,000, well, you subtract the $12,000 from that other number and that gives you line 41. Line 42 on my 2016 tax return is exemptions. So in the case of my family, there were four of us, myself, my wife, and my two kiddos. $4,100 a piece. I'm sorry, $4,050 a piece was uh, what happened uh, in the last couple of years. So for 2017 taxes, uh, we will be getting $16,200 in exemptions. And what happens is you subtract those exemptions also from your adjusted gross income. So if we look at if you just took the standard deduction and you added up your exemptions, those two together were $28,800 in this particular case. If I was not uh, itemizing, if you were itemizing, that is probably higher. And that leads us to line 43, which is our taxable income. So this is the amount of income that is subject to federal income 
taxes. Non, this does not include Social Security and payroll and those kinds of things, which are a separate issue based on W-2 wages for most of us. And then you can see there's an alternative minimum tax on line 45, so you can see whether or not you may have been subject to that. Now, when it gets to taxable income, this is where there are some huge changes, as well as those lines 40 and 42. So what happened with this tax bill is that, uh, number one, those exemptions on line 42 are now going to be zero for most of us. At least that's my understanding of it. There's a child tax credit, which I still, frankly, have to wrap my arms around. Uh, but that line 42 exemptions is not going to exist anymore. That will be gone for most of us, at least for husband and wife. Poof, gone. So if it's two of you, you know, you're looking at $8,100 that is no longer a write-off compared from your adjusted gross income. Uh, also, uh, in place of that, the itemized deductions moved up. So now it's no longer $12,600. Now it's going to be $24,000. So that bumped up. So if you can think of the exemptions kind of got all stuffed in if you are a married person into the um, standard deduction. However, what they ended up doing with in 2018 is they have eliminated, or not entirely eliminated, um, your overall um, itemized deductions. And they did that by making a cap on what you can write off. So for example, Many of you probably have itemized deductions that are $40,000, $50,000. And so when you have itemized deductions that are that high, that is going all the way down to maybe $12,000, $24,000. So we're losing out on a lot of write-offs because they are capping what we can write off for state income taxes and property taxes. So what they said was those SALT taxes, your, your state and local income taxes, plus your property taxes, the most you can write off is $10,000 a year starting in 2018. So this is affecting 2018 taxes you're going to be filing in 2019. So I hope you're following here, my friends. These are a lot of numbers. So basically, long story short, they've lowered the amount of deductions that we can make against our taxable income, all right? So those are the changes that are happening. Those are the big ones that I want you to be aware of. The, the other huge change is in the tax brackets. So they have changed the tax brackets and the overall tax on your taxable income line 43 of the tax return has lowered. So they lowered that. So depending upon how much you have been itemizing, depending upon how many exemptions you may have, you may be way better off, you may be a little better off, or you may be worse off. Just in general, if you, if you look at things, states like California, Hawaii, New York, New Jersey, particularly New Jersey, New York area, where they have a lot of local taxes, um, they are going to probably be paying more overall. Uh, but it just depends upon what those itemized deductions were. So 
I'm going to keep this episode here to about this 15-minute uh, mark. Just to give you an overview, I encourage you, if you're listening to this into the car and you're not familiar with the tax return, get out your tax return and look over everything that I've just described and see what has your taxable income been? What has your adjusted gross income been? What have you been using in itemized deductions? Uh, what are some of the things that are happening here? Because I think that'll help you with understanding some scenarios that I'm going to walk us through here in the future. So a lot of numbers have changed. A lot of calculations have changed. And this could impact you in a number of different ways. And I just want to bring back that some of the, the best deductions that you can have are the ones that are really in your control, right? We can't control all of this stuff that is happening. Uh, we can control what we put into retirement plans. We can control whether or not we own a business. Businesses are a wonderful way to increase your income and in the short term, perhaps get some write-offs. It's the reason why I acquired uh, the digital asset back almost a year ago now. It's gonna give me a write-off this year to offset some of my additional income. So keep in mind those things that that, that first page of the tax return, everything there is, is pretty much still in our control, whether or not you have a subchapter S corporation versus being a sole proprietor. Those kind of things haven't gone away. And so th those things are still the same. As a matter of fact, they may have even gotten more attractive depending upon the business. So I'm probably going to have to get more into that with someone like uh, Craig Cody, one of our most popular podcast guests in 2017. So there you have it, my friends. That is the episode for today. Overview of taxes, some thoughts, hints on perhaps how this may be impacting you, as well as um, a, a, a look to the future of some of these next few podcast episodes where I'm maybe trying to put out about two a week, one that's already been pre-recorded, and another one giving you an update on taxes and specific situations that might further help you understand maybe where you're going as well as where you have been. All right, my friends, there you got it. This is Dave Denniston signing out. Remember, slash your debt, slash your taxes, live a liberated lifestyle. Have a good one.